Welcome to Passion Hustle Podcast, a platform for fresh and honest stories from successful entrepreneurs, self-driven freelancers, and motivated individuals that are here to help encourage you to hustle and turn your passion project into reality. In today's episode, we're excited to welcome a forward thinker who makes creative ideas a reality across community, technology, and education. Our guest today is the CEO of Into Games, a non-profit organization set up to find and develop talent into the UK video game sector with a particular focus on underrepresented groups. Today's episode will be hosted by myself, Alex Jones. So without any more suspense, we'd love to welcome Declan Cassidy. Welcome, Declan. How are you? Yeah, really, really well. Nice, nice to be here, Alex. Um, nice. Thanks thanks for inviting me down. No, no worries at all. Thank you so much for, for joining us. So to kick me straight off a little bit, do you mind just explaining what Into Games is, what it means to you, and why did you choose the name Into Games? Um, so Into Games is an organization that's set up to support people really no matter where they are in their career journey or educational journey into a rewarding career in the video game sector. We we work primarily with those that are underrepresented in the sector currently. So that's women, people from low income backgrounds, um, people of color. Um, and we, we try and work with network partners to, to, to support um, different kind of groups of people to, yeah, start making games, which is um, uh, a really important thing to do, really, because, you know, games are so culturally important to us. Um, they're probably one of the most powerful cultural art forms we have. Um, so it's really, uh, you know, su- super important to, to make sure there's a bunch of div- diverse voices in there as well. So we do a, a, a whole bunch of different program work um, from working in secondary schools uh, to uh, to colleges and universities and then with kind of adult career changes at, at later stages. But we try to work relatively holistically across um, all of those areas, um, as well as support the creation of opportunities within the industry as well to um, to ensure that, you know, you, that someone's coming through um, that process actually has a job at the end of that as well. So um, we spin quite a lot of plates um, and uh, we, 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 we do a fair amount of work um, nationally. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, into games, the name, uh, well, it, in, into something is uh, what people say about every industry, about getting into an industry, whatever whatever that may be. So um, it just kind of made sense to, to kind of jump on the vernacular, as it were. Um, but there's also, you know, some other really successful organizations that have been around a lot longer than us um, that, uh, that are already, that are also kind of called something similar. So you've got into film, into university, um, into games just seems like a, a natural thing to call it. It kind of it does exactly what it says on the tin, so... Yeah, there's no messing around with that name. No, no, clear, that's it. Quite clear what you're up to. But yeah, that's awesome. You definitely seem to be doing a lot uh, a lot over your end. But um, taking it back a little bit, can you just tell us a little bit about your childhood? And have you always been keen on video games? And was this like a passion you've had all your life? Um, well, actually, conversely, I mean, I, I, I have... I have played video games my 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 whole life, certainly certainly my early life. Um, so you know, my, my first console was a Nintendo Entertainment System, uh, and I remember the Christmas I got it, and I remember playing uh, Mario to death, I remember playing Duck Hunt <laughs> to death. Um, just uh, you know, and and, and uh, video games had, had always been part of of me growing up, just just like pretty much everybody today. You know, um, young or old, I think you know the the game industry is now kind of old enough that it's it's touched pretty much most people who are alive in, in some way shape or form and has a, has had some kind of impact on them in you know small or large ways 
Um, but actually, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really mainly from the creative industries more generally um, when it when it comes to my interest in um, working, you know, in this in this area. It isn't isn't because I've got a particularly massive passion for playing video games myself. Um, certainly, I, I, I don't really play video games myself now, which I kind of is probably a bit odd seeing as I as I kind of head up into games. But um, I, th- I think what I've always been interested in is the, um, and certainly the importance of ensuring that, um, you know, people have access to ways that they can express themselves, um, and, and have an effect on the world. Um, and that's why I kind of started into games. It was to ensure that such a powerful technology like, um, like games and, and like a game and, and, the, and the, the means to make games, um, was, uh, enabled to as many people as possible and, and those people were given opportunities as, as early as possible um, because it's important it's important for society it's important for how stories are told um, it's important for individuals themselves to have opportunities and access to um, career routes in that area um, and, um, and and really I, I myself come from a, a, a background uh, originally in music production um, and then I moved to um, kind of events and uh, big festivals um, and then and then took a complete deviation into into technology engineering and design um and, and then ended up into games so you know i've had a, a a pretty varied wiggly career um to to get to this point um but i, I it was it was say it wasn't necessarily pushed on by a, a passion for playing games but but the knowledge that um making games was was a super important skill um, for the future, um, and, and, and certainly, you know, specifically for the future of young people. So, you know, having a small part to play and enabling that for people is, is is really what drew me to that area. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. I I have seen your LinkedIn, and I did see a very eclectic career. So, I was very intrigued as to how you ended up in the position you are today. Um, but would you say that you kind of, despite having a varied career and different paths and different routes, would you always say it was an ambition of yours to have your own company or did you, would you perhaps think that you just fell into that? Um, I, I think that I, I think that I fell into it. I think I fell into it originally, probably for a lack of confidence, weirdly. Um, I think that, you know, when I, when I first started out um, setting up my own company, when I was uh, maybe kind of 19, 20 years old, um, I'd, I'd kind of that come off the back of a, a bunch of, you know, kind of non jobs, I suppose. I mean, those jobs when you're when you're when you're just starting out in the world. So, you know, working part time at a shop or working in a video store or, or you know, well, we had video stores back then. I, was, I just said that casually remembering that doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. Um, and that certainly was at the tail end of that. But, um, you know, these, these kind of, you know, bar work, those kind of jobs that um, you, you do at the start of your career, usually um, when you're trying to still trying to find out what else you're doing. But I think I think I'd kind of. I was coming from a position of feeling like um, no one else would employ me. <laughs> so I had to do something myself, you know, um, that that maybe I wasn't good enough for a kind of traditional job. Um, so, um, which is a kind of strange place to come from, because I think a lot of people would say that you need a lot of confidence to set up your own thing or to go and start your, your own company. And um, I suppose I was young enough to not really think about it like that. Um, you know, as, as you get older and, and you get a bit more world weary, um, you know, certainly, you know, the idea of setting up your own organization probably becomes more daunting because you're so used to um, the the traditional world of work. For me, it was actually quite the opposite. You know, I I'd, I, I became more comfortable running something myself and, and making those mistakes as, as I went, but being beholden just to myself 
rather than working for somebody else and then feeling like I was letting them down by not doing a good enough job. So, um, you know, when I, when I, when I started my first company, which was an, an events company originally, um, you know, that was, that was really a, a, um, way of, of, of me not having to rely on anybody else but me. <laughs> so if I did, did fail, it was kind of my fault, <laughs> which was fine by me. That wasn't a problem. Um, and, um, you know, and, we, and I, I kind of grew up from there. So, so I think I think it was definitely something I fell into from an, from an early age. Um, it, it certainly wasn't anything too planned, I don't think. Um, and I learned a lot of lessons very quickly. Um, and um, you know, it, it, it took me it took me a while to then, after having run my own stuff for quite a long time, um, to then kind of integrate into uh, a normal company uh, for, for a little bit, which I didn't do very long, but I did do for a little bit, was a kind of strange experience. But once again, a, a good learning experience for me. Um, but I, I think I've done everything the opposite way around a lot of time. So, yeah. Well, I think that's a very interesting point because I think, well, here we, we're promoting people to start their own business. And often entrepreneurship is this idea that it needs to be quite thought out and you need to have a real clear background uh, in business, you need to have a clear vision of what you want to do, but you're kind of suggesting that that's not necessarily the case, and you can kind of just. Make it <laughs> I think I'd recommend. I don't. I don't necessarily <laughs> recommend exactly what I did, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I, I, I think. I think these days there's a much better understanding um, of what entrepreneurialism is, um, and it's a much more accessible route for people to go down. And the tools that are available to um, manage your finances, to plan out your vision, to get your mission sorted, to ask for advice you know, about um, uh, where you want to go, where you want your your your, your new company to go um, is, is all there. And that certainly wasn't there when when I first started out, um, that there wasn't that, that kind of evolved ecosystem there to, to support people just starting on that journey. Um, you know, I mean, I, I was I was kind of 19 years old, loved producing music Um you know, was was in a was it just moved down to a city of because I dropped out of university um, and ended up. So I was studying anthropology and politics at Sussex. Um, and I have no idea how I even got into that because I, <laughs> my A level <laughs> results were not good. But somehow I'd managed to kind of skim my way into a nice, nice, you know, well a well renowned university. Dropped out after the first kind of six months, uh, and then fell into music production for an access course um, because I've been doing music production on the side since I was about fifteen. Um, and, um, you know, and, and, and at that point, I think it was more of a search for like, what to do, like, what was I going to do? You know, how could I start something myself that wasn't a normal job? Um, if, if I, if the, if the tools available now had been available then, and there was this kind of sense of, of being an entrepreneur or setting something up yourself, then, you know, I would have done, a, done it very differently. You know, I would have really thought about, um, you know, the, the vision and strategy for the future and, and who I was serving, um, and, and how I could serve those people as best as possible. And, and what actually happened was I kind of flailed my way through, um, you know, the, the kind of the, the next kind of five, five six years gr growing the events organization um, kind of, you know, very organically um, and very messily um, to the point where it was incredibly stressful, you know. And I, th I think that's um, that's another that's another part of this. You know, I think there's there's really great things in place now um to say you know yes it's great that you want to go and start something but also you know look after yourself as well um and and, and that's a that's a you know that that kind of personal wellness around that is something that 
I would have loved to have been able to understand and access at that particular point in my life. And I think that's that's there now. So so yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say <laughs> I definitely say you've got to have a good idea about where you want to go and, and all the classic things about knowing your customer and, and where that happens. But I would say that with all the plan in the world, it will never go the way you want it to go. You know, so it doesn't doesn't matter. You know, it's yeah. great to have that plan. Um, but I think also you know, something that those early stages taught me and, and still still today, you know, is that, you know, you, yeah, you can have the best plan in the world, but I, I, I actually 100% guarantee it won't go that way. Um, you know, it, you, you can be as prepared as you like for things, but you need to be someone that can quickly change um, direction and take stock and not take it too personally, you know, when something doesn't happen the way you want it to happen um, and, and maybe see the the, the 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 kind of other joyous connections that can happen from things that you didn't plan um, of which there are many definitely definitely I suppose even anybody who's really prepared there's always room for error and mistakes and you can't really prepare for that so I guess when you're starting off you learn from your own mistakes and it's a real case of, of trial and error and you kind of just figure out what's working and what's not and, and learn yourself yeah. Yeah, and that's the fun, you know. I mean, that's that's the that's that's the joy of it. I think, you know, um, it's not it's the not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow. It's the the kind of you know the, the 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 sense of just giving it a go yourself and and constantly learning and you know picking up different parts of the organisation and having to run with it yourself, you know. And, and you know, it's that that after you know you you want to make the transition out of that as quickly as possible. You know, to be honest with you, I mean, you want to do all of that um, that learning. Um, and kind of you know wearing every hat you know obviously at the start because you kind of have to do that but you know as, as long as you can kind of get out of that as quickly as you can so you're not doing the HR you're not doing the accounts you're not doing um, the people management you're not doing the project management you're not doing you know not doing marketing you're not doing all these things yourself all the time because you know that leads to burnout very quickly I'm not saying it's 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 fun because it's good to also know these areas um, you know, so when you grow, you, you, you know, you've got something to say about each of those areas and you can have a, um, intelligent, good conversation with the other people on your team about them. But, you know, really you want to kind of get on with being the CEO or whatever you decide to call yourself, um, you know, as, as, as quickly as possible and doing that bit of work, you know, creating those partnerships, coming up and leading the vision, you know, being, you know, learning how to be the leader that you need to be um, as, as, as fast as you possibly can, because um, otherwise you'll, you'll get bogged down with all the rest of the stuff and you'll be in the trenches for, for a really long time. And it, and it, and it gets wary down there, you know, and it wears yourself out. Um, and, uh, and, and that's where, you know, you can get burnt out and you can get very tired and you can not want to do it anymore. <laughs> definitely, definitely i mean that's real valuable advice and just kind of putting yourself not necessarily having you as the main person having to do everything but maybe delegating and trying to work out all right where do your skills lie instead of having to do absolutely every task oh yeah, like you said, yeah. Burning out. get out it's hard though you know because i think people who are entrepreneurial like uh, are doers you know they like getting yeah. stuff done um so you know it, it's it, a lot of it can feel really enjoyable it can feel enjoyable as well to I suppose sometimes when you you feel like you're this is this is when it get I think this is this is what causes those kind of elements of burnout is when you start seeing jobs as re, as this, the kind of jobs that are relaxing. So if you're like, oh, you know what, like I've I've had enough of all this kind of project planning and budgeting and stuff, I'm going to relax by doing some social media for a while. You're <laughs> like, that's not relaxing. That's a job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. so you, you can't. You know, I'm going to relax by you know filling in some of these numbers for a bit. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's you know, <laughs> um, you know, work eight hours, get it done in that time. Sleep eight hours and look after yourself. You know, if you can't if you can't get the job done in eight hours, like, I mean, there is, there isn't many jobs that you can't just get done in eight hours. You know, above work. 
Um, so, you know, just, 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 just be really focused and clear in what your day is and the tasks that you need to do and do the hardest stuff first in the morning. Um, you know, and, and just, just crack on with those bits and, and try and not to work past six o'clock. Um, because you know, the, the, the quality of your work rapidly falls off a cliff after four anyway. Um, so, you know, don't, don't, you know, take the time for yourself for <laughs> and sure, recharge sure. and get ready for the next day. You know, um, I kind of hate these, um, uh, you know, these guys sleep four hours, you know, I only drink <laughs> bullet coffee in the morning, you know, it's kind of culture around, um, overworking. You know, the, the kind of, yeah, overworking and kind of startups and, um, you know, I mean, it's kind of starting to die now, actually. I think, I think it kind of peaked a couple of years ago, I feel like. Um, but, you know, and, and there's a much more healthy culture, which is, which is now being promoted around looking after yourself and, you know, sleeping enough and, and, you know, and, and, and concentrating on your own wellness throughout this. So I think, I think that's, that's more pervasive now than it used to be, but certainly, God, I really hated that kind of, that old, um, you know, work hard, play hard, you know, yeah. no sleep. <laughs> go and do this thing. That's the only way you'll succeed. Cause it's not true. You know, it really isn't. Um, you know, you, you have to produce really high quality work. You have to be really focused. Um, you have to have a clear vision and mission. Yes. All of those things are extremely true, but you can get that done in eight hours a day, <laughs> you know, and you can, you know, you can go back and look after your family or your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. And, and you know, spend time enjoying, you know, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, hundred <laughs> percent. No, that's excellent. That's excellent advice there. But just kind of taking it back to talk about the the, the need for into games. Yeah. Um, why would why do you think it's important to champion young people in the world of game development? And do you think there's enough support for young people who want to get into this career path? Um, yeah, so so it's important because you know it's always important to encourage the next generation of any industry. You know because you know they are the, the next people coming up. You know that's it's it's really that that's that in itself means you have to constantly be working to ensure that they're inspired and excited to to see themselves in the sector and i think that's that's the good thing about games you know i mean I, I, it, it's it's an easier sector to work in than let's say construction you know or something something else where i think young people maybe have some negative perceptions around it you know when you're coming from a place with games where you know it's it's a mostly positive perception you know everybody has good memories of playing games um you know this uh, this generation of young people are absorbed by games a lot of the time you know it's it's it's, you know, it's part of their part of their world it's part of their you know where they hang out it's um you know it, it's it's pretty all encompassing um but moving that mentality to to making games is the shift you know, moving that mentality to seeing themselves being someone that can make games and that can be creative or um, that can lead a team um, is 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 where is where we need to kind of get to. And um, certainly for those from low income backgrounds specifically, that's a big jump. Um, and that's why it's really important to put as much time and support into that area as possible, because it, you know, in addition to you know it just being a really good thing to do, um, I think we have to kind of get past that thinking and go to the point where it's good. It's good for business. It's good for the individual. It's good for game making in general to bring people in who have different worldviews, who have different experiences. Um, you know, so so being as broad as possible with who you're bringing into your sector is just something that every sector needs to do and, and, and make a point of, um, and has a responsibility to do. Um, so, you know, it, it's, you know, work, working, working with young people and working with certain kinds of young people or spending more time working with certain kinds of young people um, is, is something that, um, you know, we're really passionate about. And, it, and it's just it just makes the sector better, um, you know, and it provides those 
um, kind of paid working opportunities for people um, to, you know, get out of poverty. You know, that's and essentially that's what that's what we want to work towards, really. Um, so, you know, that's that's why it's super important for young people to 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 kind of see themselves um, in this sector specifically because it's something that they you know they, they have a great attachment to as well you know games are so important in people's lives um and um, the ability to 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 make them um essentially i think has a bit of a kind of it provides people with a mental shift to become not so kind of passive consumers um of which there is just far too much of today um you know i mean there's there's a million and one platforms where you can be content creators now so there's, there's probably a bit of a shift in that kind of mentality, certainly with the younger generation to become creators rather than consumers. But, you know, game design is a kind of another level up from, you know, making a video or, or making another kind of smaller piece of creative content. It's, you know, it's, it, it's, it's making a piece of art, I would say, you know, you're moving into that kind of, that kind of territory and providing those opportunities for um, young people has never been more important. Um, so, um, yeah. Was it another part of that question as well? <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think you, uh, I think you answered that fantastically, and I think kind of what the point you were making there about uh, for many young people, games are a big part of every kind of child growing up. Despite maybe some people are more hardcore gamers, but some are like everyone's kind of open to playing a game and trying to change that perception that you can actually be a a player and be a creator is yeah, that's interesting because yeah. Um, yeah, I just I, I saw your website and I just really liked how welcoming it is. And for me, who <laughs> I would kind of feel that the world of game development is well outside my realm and it seems quite daunting. But I suppose of everything you're saying, you're trying to change that perception. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, there's there's so many different types of jobs in the games industry. Like it takes so many people to make a game. You know, um, I mean, you know, you, yeah, yeah, there are there are instances of of people on their own making games, um, but they're they're really quite few and far between when you're talking about popular titles um you know kind of commercial titles um in the vast majority of, of video games that that people play are, are made by you know teams ranging in size from you know kind of two or three people right up to you know a, a thousand plus um that will be working for many many years on developing something and you know you're talking about something that brings together um pr pretty much every single creative discipline um, and technical discipline, you know, so you've got everything in there from, you know, really hardcore maths, um, you know, right through to, you know, kind of, um, you know, uh, concept art and, um, and animation and, uh, music and, uh, and then not to, to mention all of the, the kind of management of all those people, plus the kind of traditional, you know, marketing of the game, um, uh, office management, you know, um, you know, I, IT staff to keep the servers running. You've, it's just a huge, huge bunch of people all working in unison to create um, these these incredible new worlds, you know. And so it's a really, it's a very exciting place to be, um, you know, when it comes to uh, you know a, 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 a sector. You know, there's just there's just so many opportunities there, but it's also really high level. Um, you know, everybody who gets into the games industry or, or eventually gets a job in the games industry is just the best of the best. They're all fantastic. Um, the games industry is is a, is a really warm, welcoming place of people that have kind of breathed a sigh of relief that they've got there, you know? <laughs> um, and uh, you really feel that because they're they're so open to wanting to help other people come into the game sector. And when we started into games, that was one of the big things that I, I found really refreshing was that, um, that the sector just was just 
desperate, you know, the people in the sector were just desperate to go out into schools, to go and be mentors for people, to go and, um, you know, provide portfolio reviews and um, just just really wanted to provide that support for people coming in. And, and a big part of that is because it's so hard. Um, you know, there's 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 a there's a fair few thousand people that finish university games courses every year. Um, and um, there's there's not enough entry level positions. So, you know, a, a lot of people are disappointed and it takes a lot of people a long time to finally get into the sector. So people might come out of university or, or you know, have been designing games in their own time. They might not just choose a university route, but, um, you know, and, and they, they might have to work, you know, two, three, four, five other jobs for years, which is totally fine. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer in, in that squiggly career path. So it's, it's not that's not the end of the world. And, and I think nobody should just expect a job in the thing that they've studied at university, you know, it, it often takes time to get to where you want to be. Um, but, um, uh, you know, I, th I think a lot of people do get quite disappointed that they're just not suddenly working in games when they finish uni um, because it is so competitive um, and you have to be so good to be able to come and get a job straight out of university into the game sector. More likely you leave uh, and then you kind of, yeah, pootle around different other bits of work, maybe find something else completely that you love. Um, you know, or, or use your game skills um, in in other areas of which there's there's a big growing space out of the games industry where game skills are really relevant. You know, so you know from architecture, even medicine. You know, um, certainly the virtual reality and immersive sectors, the, the theatrical sectors, all kinds of other areas um, where you know being able to create and manipulate things in virtual worlds in real time is really important or it's beginning to become much more important so there are lots of opportunities for people with those skills um, out of the game sector but if you're talking about you know wanting to work in video games then you know you, you've got to be prepared to put the time and effort and work in and and do lots of stuff outside of traditional study to, to kind of get your skills up as quickly as possible. Definitely, definitely. I mean, elaborating on that point, um, what advice would you give to the students listening who want to get into game development and want to do more things to make themselves more hireable whilst they're still at university? Uh, I think, yeah, so so certainly take, take part in as many game jams as you possibly can. Um, you know, you want to be building up your, your portfolio, you know, to, to obviously to the point where it's, it's ready. So going on to ArtStation and um, looking at people who've just been hired and looking at their portfolio um, is a really good way of understanding where you need to aim for. So you'll often see, I mean, if you're on LinkedIn as well, you'll often see people saying, you know, um, you know, I've, I've just just got hired by X studio. And if you can see that they've, you know, just come out of a degree, um, then, you know, you'll, you have their name there, go and go and look on ArtStation for their portfolio and see what it looks like. Potentially if you're going down an artist or art route, um, I think I think otherwise, yeah. Taking part in as many um, uh, game jams and, uh, and and ways of stretching your your skills as possible shows that you're somebody that will learn outside of of kind of traditional um, education. So you know, don't rely on on just school or university to provide you with the skills for you to get that job. Like that's just not going to happen. Um, you need to sharpen your your skills, kind of all the time um and 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 also you know hopefully you're enjoying that process if you're not enjoying that process you need to have a real rethink about what you're doing i think um you know if the idea of like doing you know making games or or, or 
creating titles or, or creating bits for games outside of your your university study feels excessive or you just don't want to do it because you don't like it very much then just think about something else <laughs> maybe yeah. you know um, because because you're going to have to do that all the time um i think uh by doing that you're also say proving that you're somebody that likes loves learning you know and that's what studios are looking for they love they, they're looking for people that um have a passion for learning um, and, and, and will will always update themselves with the latest information about the latest game engine or, or, or different tools or processes um, because within games you're working at the cutting edge so there are always new things to learn there isn't a uh, a single person working in a major game studio today that 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 won't have learned a whole bunch of new stuff by the end of the, the you know the 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 last year of where they've been working because there's just a constant stream of new technology that's being implemented new ways of making things move in certain ways or new whatever it else is there's just a constant stream of of stuff that needs to be learned constantly so you've got to be someone that's prepared to 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 enjoy that and to you know um kind of implement those things within your own practice quite quickly um yeah i mean other than other than those little things you know <laughs> um uh, i think you know going to as many uh networking events as possible is really good getting a mentor as quickly as you can is really ace um you know you can use you can use something like limit break or you can um uh you know come to intergames you know we can support you in the right direction of that so um you know, certainly uh, our, our Discord is it was a really great space to to, to see those um, uh, game jams and get connected to industry peeps. Um, yeah, um, you know, enter yourself into awards if you can. Um, you know, there's uh, you know there's there's, there's regular um, uh, kind of game d- design um, uh, competitions that happen on things like the rookies and uh, and into games as well um, that that can that can give you a a good way of practicing your skills and then potentially lead you to um get prizes as well um which are always you know always always great to put on your cv um it's great to get some awards um we run something called the um ig50 which is um uh the 50 it's a yearly award program where we um uh, highlight the 50 most employable unemployed people in the game sector <laughs> so these are people that haven't had a job in games before um but are ready you know are really really close and and we use that awards to kind of you know bring those people to the fore put them in touch with um uh, uh studios that are partners of ours um or, or or in touch with recruiters in more general or on, a, on a kind of close basis give them mentors um support them in 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 whatever else they kind of need to get hired within that year so um things like that are just are just great opportunities to take part in um but um, um but underlyingly i mean there's no real silver bullet to any of this you know it's just just work hard enjoy it um try and do you know team projects as well where you can i think it's very easy to get stuck in uh especially especially the way university kind of or college kind of works where it's very much about the individual a lot of the time you know it's your learning that you're taking through it's your projects um you you don't do as much teamwork and and i would really suggest you know trying to do more of that you know trying to work more in a team because a lot of people that come out of university a lot of the studios talk about those people and they say you know that's one of the big areas that um you know that they're deficient in is, is working in groups and being able to understand uh, the the kind of um, the, the project management process within those and what happens and you know you don't need to be amazing at project management from day one but you'll, you'll learn pretty quickly when you're working in a team about the dynamics of that and about the needs of different team members and the abilities of different team members and and how you can support other people or or you know or, or, or kind of push the process forward where you need to so 
um, yeah, do more of that as well. Definitely. Well, Declan, I mean, I feel like you've given heaps of advice there and heaps of knowledge on your personal experience of starting a business as well as getting into game development. Um, so, yeah, it's been absolutely fantastic hearing everything you've had to say. Um, but kind of one final question that I would be interested to hear you answer is what do you hope for the fu- hope the future of the gaming industry will look like? Um, so uh, the, I hope the, game, the future of the gaming industry is more accessible. It's more about creating rather than consuming. Um, there's, you know, in terms of uh, accessible industry pathways into it, there's more space for apprenticeships um, and uh, accessible um, industry internships. So there's more um, there's more space at the beginning to hire and train new talent. So you know, really widening that. Um, you know, early space and kind of making sure that the industry sees, you know, new talent as not a risk, but as an opportunity. Um, because currently I think there's, there's there's more verging on risk than opportunity. Um, so I'd love, love to see more of that. I'd love to see um, uh, much more people from low-income backgrounds getting into, into the game sector. Um, that's the big push at the moment. That's 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 really where there, there is a very low percentage of people coming from from in those groups. And you know, I'm I'm from a low-income background myself. Um, you know, from from a uh, you know housing estate in London. And you know, I I, I understand you know how difficult those pathways can be um and how much competition um there is for that but i think the games industry um needs to needs to reach out to those groups and needs to create viable pathways for them um and and do it in the spirit of creating a a more exciting and more brighter and more positive industry rather than you know we're, we're just doing this because it's a good thing and, and there needs to be a shift in that kind of mindset so yeah I, I think that's the that's the kind of industry i think everybody wants to work in a kind of more diverse more inclusive um kind of brighter sector that um yeah is for everyone brilliant brilliant well again thank you so much uh Declan, for joining us and unfortunately that's all we have time for today but i'm sure our audience would love to know where they can uh, reach out if they wanted to ask you any further questions or get involved absolutely yeah so you know go to head to intergames.org um, you can send us an email at hello at intergames.org with any questions or any advice that you'd like to receive about coming into the game sector and we'll try and get back to you as quick as possible. Um, yeah, you know, we're a good first stop. You know, if you go to intergames.org forward slash discord, um, if you're somebody that uses discord, um, then, you know, we've got a, you know, kind of really big, strong community there of, of people and regular events and, um, you know, lots of industry professionals where you can ask questions and, um, it's a really good starting place for any of this. So I'd, I'd recommend any of those avenues. Perfect, perfect. Well, thanks so much, Declan, and I'll speak to you soon. Thanks, Alex. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Passion and Hustle podcast. If you want to find out more from the speakers or what we do here at Westminster Enterprise Network, then head over to our social media channels at underscore we network. With new episodes being released every two weeks, you'll be able to continue listening and getting inspired along your own journey of bringing your passion project to life.